0: Now today we'll be back in Romans chapter 4, or 5 I mean, Romans chapter 5. be in chapter 5 when I came up here and I said chapter 4 but I mean chapter 5 reminded me one of my daughters when uh, one of her kids was going through the no stage you know the terrible twos and every time you'd say something they'd say no she taught them to say no but I mean yes So she had asked him to go pick up his toys and he would say no. But I mean yes. Kind of a funny story. Funny to me anyway. (laughs) All right, Romans chapter 5. We've talked about um, a lot of things in Romans since we've been here and on this journey, Will God Surprise in Mission? And the title of the message today is Will God Surprise in Missions by One Man? And we'll see why that little phrase is important for us to understand and know by one man as we progress through this. Um, and sin, we're gonna see that sin entered the world by one man. Who is that man? Is he a real person? How is it that one person can affect all men? There are men the, uh these days, we can probably make a list of men that's impacted the world immensely by what they've done and probably one of the most recent men that's impacted our world is bin Laden that one act of terrorism that he planned and put in motion. Look at all the countless thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost because of that one man. Now he he impacted the world. We think of Hitler or Mussolini or Joseph Stalin or we could just go on and on and of different people that's impacted the world. But there are two men that stand out in history that's impacted the world more than any other. In fact, more than all the others put together. And that's who we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at Jesus Christ and Adam. So let's uh, let me catch up to myself. Here, um, the Creator Jesus Christ is one of those men, and He is the God-Man, both God and man, hundred percent. He is the one whose image we're created after. You know, we often talk about God created man in His own image, but we kind of struggle with what does that mean you'll hear all kinds of answers but that connection is Jesus Christ because he's the God man he's the one that I don't want to preach this too much but he is the one that enables us to have any kind of relationship with God is Jesus Christ so he's that image and you have Adam who was an actual actual person who lived in history he was the first man created by God and created by Jesus Christ so you see I hope you see that connection there uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says and God said let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and so God created in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them Jesus Christ is the creator and he is the man he's one of the men that's impacted human history more than any other all right Romans chapter five, I'll begin reading in verse 12, it says, "Wherefore, as by one man centered into the world, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. For unto the law unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace which is by one man Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many and that and not as it was by one that sin so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ therefore by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life did I read that wrong let me read it again therefore verse 18 therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous moreover the law entered that the offense may abound but where sin abounded grace did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by jesus christ our lord let's pray father again we just thank you And we honor you and we praise you today that's our heart's desire and father we ask that you'd help us to do that as we worship you worship you because of your much more grace much more and father we thank you and we praise you for that and we ask that you'd help us to clear our minds of all the distractions and just focus and worship you today Jesus name I pray amen by one man by one man sin entered into the world verse 12 uh, Genesis gives us account of the fall of man if you remember God gave man one command just one and it said you could eat of all the trees in the garden except for one and that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if you think about that for a moment, there's no, there's no death. There's no sickness. Some pastors even say there was no work. You know, men didn't have to sweat. You know, they, they had to do things, but it wasn't laborious. It was a perfect world. But then you think about why on earth was the one man that only had one thing he couldn't do, why would he run and go do it? Seems kind of self-centered, doesn't it? And that's all of our problems. We want to preserve ourself. We look out for ourself. Sin is the breaking of the commandment of God. Adam wasn't the inventor of sin he wasn't the one that came up with the idea for sin but that was Satan and he was cast out of heaven. It was the commandment that is the commandments that reveal the presence of sin in him. He only had one commandment but yet it revealed that sin nature that was in him. And sin is rebellion against the creator. This is the one, this is one of those first level things that Pastor Doug has been teaching the last couple weeks. This is a first level issue. Every man is a sinner. They're born sinners. Romans 6:23, or by one man's action, sin and death came into the world. You know the wages of sin is death Romans 6.23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord before the, wall, the, law, the fall there was no death there was no disease there was no dying there was no sudden infant death syndrome none of that but sin brought all those things to the world Sin brought death to the world, and the penalty of sin is death. By one man's actions, death was passed to all men. That's in verse four or twelve. For all have sinned. Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." And in verse thirteen in Romans five, it says, "Sin is not imputed when there is no law." for unto the, for the law sin was in the world. And what he's saying is, is from Adam to Moses, there was no law. Moses is the one that the law was given to. And then it goes so on to say, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now if there's no law, you, if you go to court, you know the judge or lawyers can't just make up a law and try someone by it there has to be a standing law before you can bring them to court that's the way our judicial system is made up we can't just arbitrarily make up laws and then convict somebody because they broke it I remember so actually a sad story when I was raising my kids I was I was talking to one of my sons and I was kind of getting on to him about something he he did but then he said something very important he said but you never taught me that was wrong (laughs) pretty pretty profound coming out of One of your children when they say dad i know you didn't like what i did but you never told me that i couldn't do that or you never taught me any different so that was an unjust thing that i had done to my son and i had to repent of that because it was wrong it was sin against my son Romans chapter 4 verse 15 says, Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there's no transgression. So you can't transgress a law if there's not one. First uh, John 3:4 says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And 1 Corinthians 15:56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So you understand what the purpose of the law is. It's not to make sin, it's to reveal sin. That's in our heart. Verse 14 in Romans, it goes on to say, Nevertheless, death reigned. Nevertheless, verse 14 says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. You know, Adam was the one that sinned, but everyone died after that. Genesis 5 gives you a whole list of, of men through the line of Seth, but every one of them, that their life ends, and it says, and he died, and he died and he died. So even though those men didn't sin the same way that Adam had, they died. Verse 14 goes on to say, it says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that Had not sinned after the same similitude of Adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come. The law was not given until Moses but all died. Genesis 5 in the line of Seth is the major theme of that chapter is that and he died. Then sin increased so much in man's heart that God said every thought and intention of man's heart is to only do evil they only did evil and death reigned from adam to moses and and it got so bad that god just destroyed the whole earth he, he flooded the earth drowned everyone except for a remnant there's always a remnant that remnant was Noah and his family sin was present in them they all died even though they did not sin the same way that Adam had so death reigned every one of them died And today every one of us is on a death march every heartbeat is a death dirge Steve Lawson says it's a beat to our final one our final heartbeat then verse 14 it says by one man Jesus Christ the free gift entered the world in this passage you will notice that there's many uses of the words many and all you go down through there, you'll you'll see that. They'll say many, then they'll say all, then they'll say all, then they'll say many. And what he's talking about—that's a literary uh, device. And those two words are used interchangeably in this passage. So sometimes all means many, and sometimes many means all. As you read it, you'll, you can understand that by the context. just as the offense came by one man so also the free gift came by one man verse 15 the free gift is much more grace of God the difference between the offense and the much more grace of God is so great one can hardly see how they're even comparable when you think about man's sin when you think about God's grace and you understand it a little bit you wonder how they you could even compare them side by side but yet that's what this passage is doing is lay them side by side God's grace and God and man's sin Adam's sin side by side I heard uh, Dr. Barnhouse I read him this morning and he said when it rained, we had a good rain last night the rain falls on our window it just dries up keeps the rain out but it also lands on the grass but the grass can't hold back the rain can't hold back the water and Dr. Barnhouse said it's like and that's the comparison between sin and God's grace it's like a blade of grass compared to Hoover Dam. Can you really put those side by side and compare them? <laughs> I don't think so. But that's the difference between the offense and much more grace. Maybe this will help us understand it a little better. As you think about what sin does. sin causes us to spiritually die. Where every one of us is spiritually dead. Ephesians 2 I think says we're dead in our trespasses and sin. Think about that. What can a dead, spiritually dead person do? I said to Bradley one time. He said, stink. That's all a dead person can do. but the much more grace of God is this brings the dead to life there's many offenses we have many offenses against God but much more grace overcomes all those offenses and makes us alive We're dead to God because of sin, but God's grace is much more grace that brings us to life to God. Powerful statement. We learned that by the offense of one all die, therefore we're all dead in our trespasses and sin. We are dead spiritually and we die physically we are dead to God spiritually but God offers a free gift of grace you see that you see the free gift of grace is brought to you by Jesus Christ he did so not by fiat he just didn't declare righteousness but he did so by dying taking the punishment, taking the penalty of the sin of man upon himself. We've already learned and studied and that God is justified in saving sinners. We learned that in chapter 3, that God is the justifier of sinners because Jesus took the judgment of God and died to death for our sins. He died the death that we deserved and to receive this free gift of grace you must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus that Jesus is Lord over your life and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 and 9 says just that it says but What saith it, the word is nigh to thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. You remember in chapter three, that's what we talk about. Salvation only comes by faith, by believing God. In verse nine, it says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved it is by faith that we confess that Jesus is Lord of our life it's our mouth we use to confess that Jesus is Lord in your life and in my life you live you no longer live your sinful life but you live a life that's dedicated following Christ. It is by faith you believe that God raised him from the dead and that he will do the same for you someday. This is the much more grace that Paul is talking about in Romans 5. That God raises the dead. You know that's our hope. We're gonna live in this life And we're going to die but our hope is that just as christ was raised from the dead we will be also in verse 15 it says but as as the offense so also is the free gift for if through the offense of one many be dead much more the grace of god and the gift by grace which is by one man Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. We understand that Christ died for our sins, And all who trust him, all that make him Lord of their life, and they turn to him in repentance and faith, all of those have eternal life. I want to ask you today if you've never experienced that in your life. You've never trusted Christ. You've never repented. You've never done that. I, I urge you today to do that today. You can do it right where you are. But I urge you not to delay. Trust Christ trust him what are you waiting for trust him put your faith and trust in Christ let's stand and we'll pray father again we just thank you and we praise you and we honor you with our life with our heart with our minds with our soul Father, we thank you that you provided the much more grace that is needed to save sinful man and that you bring sinful men back to life from the dead that's a creative power that only you have and father we thank you for that we ask that you would work in the hearts and lives of people that at the hearing of your word they would come we ask that you draw them burden their heart save them that they would turn from their sin and trust you and father we ask you to do that not for our sake but for jesus sake in jesus name i pray amen all right please remain standing for our last song